Hello family. Thank you guys so much for coming along on today's taping. Um, Sunday, 12.53 in the afternoon. I'm excited to uh, record this because this is the beginning of season two. Now season one, you know some of the things I touched on. I touched on really the foundation of health, right? In, in season one, I talked about just all these pillars that bring health together, right? If if someone fosters all those things in season one, then <clears throat> if they're able to put those things together, they're able to achieve um, a, a level of health that's that's really good, right? We are we, we know that in, in today's world, you're not going to be able to avoid disease forever. Possibly, you're not obviously not going to be able to avo- avoid death. All these things are going to happen, and that's not. I don't think that's what most people are trying to do is to live forever because we already know that we're not going to live forever. But it's all about quality of life as well, right? When I was a kid, I lived with my grandparents for a few years and during that time, um, my grandmother was blind, she'd had a stroke, she could barely walk, she couldn't see and all those things. And my grandfather would set his clock, he would give her medication at a certain time Every day, he would bathe her, he would wipe her when she went to the bathroom, he'd walk her to bed, dress her, and do all those things. And so, I don't think, what it comes down to is I think most people, when we talk about quality of life, we talk about being able to live our lives without uh, the absence of disease for as long as we can, and live in a state of somewhat relative peace throughout our lives. I think what it comes down to, right, in every family, I think there's people that are suffering from different things, whether it's depression, whether it's alcoholism, whether it's um, obesity, um, diabetes, heart disease, whatever it may be. And the biggest thing that I find is that um, there's a lot of people that are suffering from loneliness even today, right? Um, Relationship issues and people not... Just, just, just feeling love. I was just having a conversation with my brother just now about, <clears throat> about just, uh, just the ability for for someone to want to be touched. You know, I noticed my grandson. <clears throat> he likes skin to skin contact. He, 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 he seems seems to thrive on that, and I love that about him. Is that he wants to be held. Sometimes I rub his rub his his scalp. And I'll just touch his face. I remember a woman told me that years and years ago, probably close to 12 years ago, I had this lady tell me when my daughters were small, she said, just remember to touch their face. And uh, if you do that, you know, it really makes a difference. And I raised my daughters just just trying to be that loving father and trying to trying to touch their face, hug them and tell them that I love them daily. And obviously I, I fall short, but... I digress. So I'm excited. I'm excited about season two. I'm excited about some of the things that we're going to be talking about in season two. I'm going to be bringing guests on. This is the start of season two. This is the start of where we're going to be touching on different illnesses. We're going to be hitting areas of diabetes and depression, um, dealing with alcoholism, heart disease, and all those areas. I want to be able to to, to touch those areas. And I, I, my, my goal through all this is to, is to make a difference, to make a difference in someone's life, right? To be there when someone needs uh, someone to talk to or um, someone that may be 
contemplating suicide, someone to be able to call out and say, hey, I just need someone to talk to because so many people are just lonely today, right? I was reading this, this, um, <clears throat> I was reading this, this article in uh, the World Health Organization. It was talking about depression and it said that more than 264 million people are affected with depression. They suffer from depression or um, um, mood fluctuations, right? In, in, in their short-lived emotional responses to challenges in everyday life. And so people, 264 million people are suffering with some form of depression where there's fluctuations in mood and all moods and all those things. And, and depending on um, what people are going through, right? And it talks about how close to 800,000 people die due to suicide every year. Suicide is the second leading cause of death in 15 to 29 year olds. And how sad that is that 800,000 people felt that it was no other way but to kill themselves, to, to, to free themselves by committing suicide. And that hurts. That, that really hurts my heart when I think about it because where are where were those people where were their fathers where were their mothers brothers and sisters and cousins and so on that someone felt that the only way that they could be free from their depression was to commit suicide and and sometimes we i guess we we, we just can't control that sometimes things happen right but it's really sad how <clears throat> eight hundred thousand people lost their lives because of suicide and between 15 and 29 year olds. When I was 15 years old, I, I, I didn't care about the, the woes and the stressors of this life. And I'm not saying that, I'm not talking about clinical suicide where people are, or, or can't help being depressed. I'm talking about these fluctuations in moods and, and seasonal depression and those kind of things, right? When I was 15, between 15 and 29 years old, I, I took nothing serious in life. And I'm not saying it's a good thing. When you're 29 years old, you should be taking life a little bit more serious. But between, I would say, 15 and about 22 years old, I just lived my life. I hung out with my buddies. We went to parties. We drove back and forth from, to, from California to Las Vegas. Um, <clears throat> we just had fun. And I didn't think about the, the things in life that I think about today. And... I just don't understand and it's and perhaps I need to do more research myself but I I, I want to understand what goes on in someone's mind that will cause them to want to kill themselves I've been there as an older adult right when I was laid off from a job um, <clears throat> years ago and I was so depressed probably about this happened probably about nine years ago I was laid off from a job that I thought I would be there for the rest of my life. And I was so depressed that year that um, I, I suffered from major depression in that year. You know, I would watch my wife go to work. I'd watch my kids go to school. And I was home alone, just in my thoughts and in my mind, and just thinking that my life was over and that there was no other way that I could free myself from what I was going through in my mind. And I can tell you, that over the last nine years, the biggest lessons that I've learned in this life is that life goes on, right? You, you, you lose a job, life goes on. 
you know, you lose your home, life goes on. And I'm not saying that we got to a point to where we're almost where um, we almost lost our home. And I was so depressed. But I'm telling you today, I just I don't <clears throat> I've decided in my life that I'm just not going to accept certain things. I, I want to be happy in my life. I want to I, I want to 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 feel good in my body. I want to um, have good mental health and all those things. So I'm doing whatever it takes to, to foster those things in my life. And I want you to as well. I am a licensed health coach, right? I graduated from the Institute of Integrative Nutrition back in February. But health and nutrition is something that I've always pursued my entire life since I was probably 15 years old or even younger. Right? I've always lifted weights. I've always tried to eat decent. I've always done those things in my life. And obviously, it, it's a difference in <clears throat> being physically fit on the outside and suffering inside your mind. Right? There's a lot of people that look great body-wise. Right? They're muscular. They're, they're thin. They've accomplished what, what the world considers to be physically okay. But in their minds is where a lot of people suffer. And so we've got to figure it out. Right? We, we got to love our, 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 our brothers, our sisters, our mothers, our fathers. We have to be more family orientated. We have to tell people how much we love them. We have to tell people how special they are and all those things, right? So if you're looking for a health coach, I always put this out. If you're looking for a health coach, go to www.tfbhi.com. Leave your information for me and let's get you on a program that will help you to, to figure it out. And you do the work. It's not that I'm going to design the perfect plan for you and all those things. You're going to do the work yourself, but I'm going to be there as a, as a guide on the side to encourage you, to help you, to motivate you to, to, to get to that next level. And we'll be able to do it together as well. I haven't achieved the perfect body yet. I haven't achieved the perfect mental state. I'm still working on myself every single day. And so we can do those things together. So... I'm amazed at how um, people view perfect health, right? What I did was for this podcast, I put out a post and I wanted people to respond to how they saw perfect health. And it's amazing the spectrum of how people see health and what's what's considered good health to them. I'm, I'm, I'm blown away by that. So I, I went over a Zoom call with a person named Susan. We sat together on Zoom. And she talked about her views on health. And she said, well-being to her, um, she put down, she spoke about six areas that were important to her. She said that prayer and scripture were very important to her. And there's studies that show that people live up to nine years longer when they've got some form of spirituality in their lives. Getting enough sleep, right? People live up to five to seven years longer by getting enough sleep at night. She talked about vitamin supplements. Now, this is where her and I differ because I think if you can get the nutrients you need in your food, then you may be able to avoid taking nutrients because I, for years I've taken nutrients. My cabinets were full, but today I try to eat a sufficient amount of fruits, vegetables. Um, the idea is, is if you eat 40 different foods per week, you get at least 90% of the nutrients that you need. And so many people, when we go on these crash diets, we go on these diets of, of, of saying, I'm not going to eat meat, or I'm going to eat only veggies or just fruit. Our bodies miss things that we're supposed to have, right? So what I do for me personally is that 
I try and eat healthy at least six days a week. And then on the seventh day, I go absolutely bananas. And I'm not saying that's going to work for you, but for me, that's where, that's my happy place. To be able to go on a Sundays, for example, let's say, and I get my ice cream, I get my, my Oreo cookies, which I love, and I do those things on one day a week. She wrote down number four is exercise. How exercise is so important. In one of my previous podcasts, I talk about the importance of exercise and what it does to the body. Um, there's just so much that it does. It strengthens your heart, strengthens your, your back, your your shoulders, make you more stronger, make you more physically fit, make you more able to, to just live through the woes of this life. There's so many benefits to exercise. Sunlight, right? It talks about vitamin D. She wrote down number five as being sunlight is important to her. And there's this thing about getting 15 minutes at least of, of sunlight per day and absorbing vitamin D. And vitamin D is so important to the body, right? She wrote down church. And, and one of the things that I talk about in one of the earlier podcasts is building relationships, right? The great thing about church is that I used to go to a church in the city of Downey where there was 10,000 people that came through those doors a week. And what was great about that was that I had so many relationships. My wife and I would always be out to dinner with a couple. We'd always be at someone's home or they'd be at ours. And it was, it's healthy, right? There's countries, there's cultures that live from childhood they're raised together as children and they spend 90 to 100 years together in relationships still hanging out right drinking together playing games together there's the in the japanese culture in certain parts of okinawa japan where people live to be over 100 years old and there's a saying that the reason why they do is because of their these these um positive relationships that they fostered over the years loneliness people die they say people die nine years sooner than they're supposed to because they don't have relationships because they're lonely right you think about people in these retirement homes how lonely they are they don't get to see their families so if you've got loved ones in retirement communities go see them it's so important right so she wrote church and she said that if these things were in place she's good so all she, if she's got these things in her life, vitamin supplements, exercise, sunlight, church, uh, prayer and scripture, she's good, right? I interviewed someone else named Tracy, and she said that for her physical well-being was important to her. She wanted to feel good throughout the day while work, while work and while taking care of her children. She wanted good psychological health was, was of seconds importance. She said that if, if, that if she were not great mentally, she couldn't accomplish half of her daily tasks that she would take on every single day, right? And that's taking care of her children, exercising, and so on. So for her, mental health was very important to her, which it should be because of the statistics I read a little bit earlier about the the, the amount of 800,000 people that commit suicide every year and so on. We know that there's so many people that are suffering from mental health issues. And so <clears throat> I read an article in Medical News Today, and I, I, I took some of the excerpts out of the article. It says that the world health refers to a state of complete well-being. It goes on to define health as a state of complete physical, mental, and social well-being, and not merely the absence of disease or infirmity. So. Again, it talks about some of the things that these other people mentioned earlier that I've had the opportunity to interview for this podcast. 
It talks about people being good physically through exercise, mental health, social well-being, again, relationships, some things I touched on in some earlier podcasts. And it not merely the, it's not merely being the absence of disease and infirmity. It further stated that a person who has good physical health is likely to have bodily functions and processes working at their peak, right? Mental health and all those things. There are so many studies that talk about when a person works out, it raises their 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 level of um, <clears throat> I forgot the hormone, but this depressive hormone it raises in their body and it helps to fight against depression so also physically physically well-being involves pursuing healthful lifestyle to decrease the risk of disease again working out it helps to decrease the 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 prevalence of diabetes and heart disease and all those things maintaining physical fitness for example can protect and develop the endurance of a person's breathing and heart function muscular strength flexibility and body composition right and that's so important today so as you so as you can see medical news today has an idea of how its readers view health according to their research it goes without saying that there are a lot of views as to how people define good health and so good health right I think what's important for us to do, and for me, what I've done in my own life, is to sit down with a pencil or a pen and a piece of paper and write down the things that are important to me, right? And I've come up with my own. Uh, I focus on eight things that to me, if I stick to these eight things, and these things are on um, bluezone.com as well. Bluezone.com is a is a website that where this guy went on this on and researched these different parts around the world where people live to be over 100 years old and he compiled this research together and came up with nine reasons of why these people were able to live to be 100 plus they've got the largest amount of centurions or people that live over 100 in the world and i i love it i wrote down eight things that were important to me and number one i wrote down move naturally and and what that does is it, that movement promotes health and it's not vigorous exercise, right? A lot of people go to the gym and I do it myself, so I can't talk about anybody. I spend a lot of time in the gym, but if the idea is if you just move naturally, like gardening, going for a walk, um, you know, whatever it might be, getting up and taking a walk around the mall, um, light exercises, uh, bike riding, those things, moving in a natural state, it promotes health. Finding your purpose is number two. And these things that, I've, that I'm taking on in my own life, number two is finding a purpose. Find a reason for why we're here on earth. I really believe that, and I feel strongly that what I'm supposed to be doing is helping other people. What I'm supposed to be doing is talking about health and nutrition. I, I believe that because that's what's important to me. Those things that are, that are a burning desire in my heart to see people well and to see people be able to function at their best. And so having a purpose, why are you here? So the first one is moving naturally. And the second one is finding your purpose. Number three is downshift. Take some time. Take it easy, right? Focus on uh, things that are around you. When I say take it easy, that means rest when your body tells you to rest. Go see a movie. Sit and relax, right? It's this thing about uh, 
chilling, watching Netflix. I get with my kids. We make popcorn. We get drinks. We, uh, and I don't mean alcohol, but soda, water, whatever we decide to do. And we just kick back and we watch a movie. Those things are so important to me. Number four, the 80% rule. Only eat until you're 80% full. There's so many studies that talk about people not eating until they can't get up, right? Until they're about to burst. The idea is to eat until you're 80% full. There's so many studies that talk about how we live longer just by not eating so much. Remember the days, if you look back in the history of these hunter-gatherer people who didn't have food available all the time, how they would go out and have to hunt their food. They didn't eat every three or four hours, every two or three hours. They were hunting their food. So they might go six, seven, eight, nine hours without eating anything. And these people were thin. They lived a while. You know, and the only thing that kept, the reason why they may have passed, obviously, early was because of, of antibiotics and those things that we have today. But the idea is that we, we eat until we're 80% full, right? Not until we burst. So number five is the plant idea. Plant, and, and uh, bluezone.com calls it plant slant. Eat as many fruits and vegetables as you can consume. And there's no limit, right? If you're diabetic, I'm not telling you to sit down and consume a gigantic bowls of, of um, oranges, bananas, and all these other things. But there's a, a study <coughs> that talks about how the fiber in the fruit controls the level of sugar as well. So, you know, it's so important, right, to eat as many fruits and vegetables. Another one, number six, is wine at five. And again, I'm not telling people to go out and start drinking alcohol, but there's so many benefits in, in red wine. This thing about resveratrol and all these other health benefits to to consuming red wine and could you get that in red grapes possibly yes um, um, and number seven is the right tribe focus on positive relationships and again for me it's so important at this point in my life as an older man is I want quality relationships not just relationships not to be able to say I know someone but I don't want someone who's a friend in passing I want good friends in my life and I want great relationships and I want them to be powerful and real instead of an, an authentic where we can where we're honest with each other and we're we're transparent with one another. Those are the kind of relationships that I want in my life these days. I don't have time for anything else. Right? Number eight for me, and really it's probably the most important thing to me is loved ones first. Focus on the right people in your lives, right? The ones you love, my wife my daughters, my grandson, my sisters and my brothers, my cousins. These people I adore. I adore my children. I adore my grandson. I, I love my wife to death. And I want, and I don't always show it. If she listens to this podcast, she's probably going to say, you don't always show it, which I don't. But I do love her. We've been together for 30 years. And, and I love this woman. And I don't say it enough, but I do. And my kids, are, 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 and my grandson, these people, they mean everything to me. They give me life, you know. So for me, like I said, there's this, number one, move, moving naturally, finding your purpose, um, downshifting, the 80% rule, the plant slant, wine at five, be involved in the right tribe, and loved ones first. Those things are so important to me. So I ask you um, to 
what's what's good health to you? How do you see good health? Any way that you see health. If you're a little overweight, okay, that's fine, right? You can always change that by changing the way you eat, by getting up and exercising and, and, and start to move, start gardening, start cutting your own grass and all these things, right? Learn how to build things and, or whatever it takes for you to, to start dropping some weight because I'm not gonna tell you that that's not important. It is, it is important to be at a healthy weight. It is important to to make sure you're getting adequate fruits and vegetables, but it goes beyond that. It's, 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 it's fostering positive relationships. It's having joy in your lives. It's working a job that you enjoy, right? If you're working 80 hours a week and you absolutely hate it, then you shouldn't be there. Find something that's going to, to align with making you more happy and more of a positive person. I'm working on that myself right now, trying to figure out where I belong and get this company off the ground that I'm working on. So find it for yourself, right? And if you need a health coach, again, reach out. Phone number 562-965-5155. www.tfbhi.com is my website. Go there. Um, Leave me a message and let's connect and let's figure this thing out together. Have a blessed Sunday, you guys. Thank you so much for coming along on this uh, taping of the Full Body Health Initiative.